God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and I am blessed at this time and this hour to be with you all in the mighty name of the living Jesus. And I'm so grateful. I know everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving, and it's a pleasure and a privilege from God to be able to speak to you at this hour and share the Word of God with you. And I pray that each and every one of you will share this and share and share. And I'm going to speak to you about the power of a clear conscience. 
Amen. The power of a clear conscience. The reason why you need to have a clear conscience, the power of it, so many believers pray uh, pray uh, they believe in the word of God but they lack a clear conscience the lack of a clear conscience can destroy your faith from working so we're gonna uh, dissect that for a minute so that you're able to know exactly how to position yourself so that your faith can be effective I want you to invite somebody, I want, to take, I want you to text somebody, I want you to let somebody know that Prophet Elias is on. Uh, let me see who's on uh, YouTube right now. Facebook looks like people are coming on. YouTube people are also beginning to come on and I thank God for everybody that is coming on. I need to see the comments because I can't see the comments. I think you made the screen too large. Bandararang, there we go. Power. There we go, perfect. Uh, let me see Periscope, uh, who's on Periscope at this hour. Amazing, amazing, amazing. More people are coming on. So I want you to share this. I want you to send it to somebody. And I'm going to speak to you and make you understand why it is important for you to have a clear conscience. Why it is important for you to have a clear conscience. Now, And you need to know what a conscience is, or conscious, conscious is. Conscious, to be conscious, and to be conscious are two different things. I'm pronouncing them similar because of my accent, but bear with me. To be conscious, to, to your consciousness and to be conscious are two different things. Now, just because I pray, there are things you need to have together in order for your prayer to be received by God. Amen. There are certain things you need to put together so that God can receive your prayer. So many people are just focused on prayer and prayer and prayer, but they lack something that fuels their faith to work. Somebody can believe in God, but still not have a clear conscience. I'm going to say that again. Somebody can believe in God, but still not have a clear conscience. Amen. Your reason... Your reason and your, your, your understanding of what faith will do is all tied to the same thing. Let me give you a scripture and then we'll read the scripture and understand what God is saying. Let's go to 1 Timothy. First Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Amen. Amen. You brush? Now go do it again. 1 Timothy 1, 
19. Yes. Holding faith uh -huh. and a good conscience, mm -hmm. which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. I'll read it again. Mm -hmm. 1 Timothy 1, verse 19. Mm -hmm. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. So there's a good conscience concerning faith. And if you don't have a good conscience concerning faith, you, you will shipwreck. Meaning, remember, life, in, 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 in life we are on a journey, we are on a boat. That boat, is, that boat is relationship with God. Everything is on a ship. So now, when you're about to pray for something, you need to hold on to faith and a, and a good conscience. Some have held on to faith, but have let go of a clear conscience. And what happened? They shipwrecked. Mm -hmm. Meaning their faith did not work. What did it mean? I am believing for God to do something. I have prayed. But I had faith and it did not work out. Yeah. I don't know if somebody is catching me. Okay. I, I prayed, oh, I believed God that something is going to turn out of this thing that I'm doing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. But lacking of a clear conscience, what happened? It did not work. Let me tell you what the conscience there is, what it means. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't know if somebody is following. This is going to be a simple teaching, but it's going to be powerful. Definition of conscience. The sense or consciousness of the moral goodness of blameworthiness of one's own conduct, intention, or character together with a feeling of obligation to do right or be good. I'll read it one more time. The sense or consciousness of the moral goodness or blameworthiness of one's own conduct, intention, intentions or character together with a feeling or obligation to do right or be good. Let me give you an example. Andrew, that was too short. Go back. That was too quick. Do it again. That was too quick. You need at least two minutes. That's too fast. Yeah, uh, uh, two minutes. Go, no, two minutes. Go do it. Catch this. Are you ready? Yes, Capture sir. this. You are praying for God to bless you financially. But you're not sure if being financially blessed is God's will. So you're not praying for it with a clear conscience. You think you're doing something wrong for asking for it. <laughs> you are praying for healing, but you are sure that God heals people, but you're not sure that it, God feels like healing you. Wow. Is somebody catching what I'm trying to say here? A lot of people, I'll give you an example. Yesterday night, there was a guy that messaged me on Instagram. He commented on one of my pictures and said, why do you act like you have 
something that other people don't have. Why are you acting like you have superior knowledge than everybody? Uh, the Bible has already given us all the revelation we ever need. The time of apostles and prophets has already passed. Now, you see, somebody who writes you that is because their consciousness is not clear. If you say that God has given you something special, that you believe in it, I don't know what God gave you. I know what God gave me. Right. They get offended by what you have because they don't have a clear conscience. They think it is not right for you to be special in God's eyes. For God to give you something that no other person can have. How can you be a blessing in this world if we all can do the same thing? You need to have something that I don't have. I need to have something that you don't have. So somebody who does not carry a clear conscience, they will never, ever, 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 ever be able to use faith effectively because their consciousness, their conscious, their, their moral or godliness of their conduct, they are questioning their conduct because they think they are wrong. When you pray, oh God bless me, somebody is saying, Lord, I believe I'm a millionaire. Mm. A million, mm, I don't know about that. God just pay my rent. You see, your consciousness is wrong. Because you don't believe God is good enough to give you that, even though you are bad. We measure God by our deeds, yet God is not measured by anybody's deed. God is just God in his own right. And he loves us because he loves us and he will bless us because he wants to bless us. It's really that simple. So how many people pray for things, but in the back of your mind, you don't really believe what you're praying for? You are praying for it, but in you there is doubt that, eh, I'm not really sure that it's. How could the prodigal son tell his father, give me my birthright. Give me my inheritance without any guilty conscience. Because consciousness, because he knew this is my right to have these things. And his father never said, you are wrong for asking for it now. His father gave it to him. When the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they looked at God and they said, Moses, tell God we want bread. They didn't say, tell God if it is his will for us to have bread in the wilderness. They said, we want bread. And God said, okay, because you want bread, I will give you bread every morning. Then again, they said, we are tired of bread. We want meat. Every day there was meat. Notice, they never doubted the ability of God to give them bread. Nor did, they think it, 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 nor did they think it wrong to ask God for bread. Right. I don't know if somebody's catching what I'm trying to say here. So your ability and how you move with faith, your consciousness works together with your faith. Believing is to think it to be true, which is pastio. We spoke about that. But now your conscious is what sees what will happen next. It is in your conscience that you have the confidence to ask and you know that you're not wrong. An example, a lot of people cannot pray unless they say, Oh Lord, forgive me for all my sins. Everything that I have done, Lord, I pray 
that you clear my mind, that I will be, that my mind will be pure before you. Clean me, O oh Lord, because you think that God speaks to you because you are clean. God speaks to you on the merit of the, his son Jesus. He does not speak to us because of anything that we have done. God did not save us, nor did he hear us because we are pure. God heard us because of Christ. So if your consciousness is corrupted, what it does, it also affects your ability to pray. Let me push it a little deeper. What the devil used to bring down Adam and Eve was simply a corrupted conscience. Let me explain it to you. Do you know why Adam and Eve were ashamed when they were naked? When you read the book, the book of Genesis chapter number 2, it tells you and the man and the woman were naked and they were not ashamed. Ah, my, my brother, the prophet Emmanuel, God bless you. Now think about it. The Bible says, and the man, the man and the woman saw that they were naked and they were not ashamed. Now you have to ask yourself, why is it that they noticed they were naked but they were not ashamed? Ah, this one is about to be deep. What was the difference when they ate the fruit and they were ashamed? I want to see somebody, if somebody can, can push this. Our prophet, my brother, God bless you. Uh, Marima, Ma Miriam, Steph. Very, very soon. Very, very soon. Very, very soon. Uh, uh, Miriam on, uh, on Periscope, on uh, Instagram Live. Very, very soon. Let me tell you what happened. You see, you cannot measure something. The Bible will not make sense. I, I, I want you to catch this. I want you to think about this. How can they know that they are naked and not be ashamed? What, how did they know nakedness was bad for them to be ashamed? And what changed when they ate the fruit to see that it was wrong? Let me explain to you. Adam and Eve saw God wearing clothes. They saw angels wearing clothes because nakedness is a sign of a curse. That is why God has clothes on. Notice when the man and the woman were naked, God never said, now man is like us. But when they ate the fruit and they knew what nakedness was and they were ashamed, God said, now the man and the woman are like us. Let us drive them out of the garden. At least they eat the fruit of life and they live forever. Right. Are you catching what I'm saying here? What was the difference? They saw God being in wearing clothes. The Bible says the train of his robe filled the temple. So we know that God is always having clothes on. The Bible says he's covered in lights. Angels have clothes on. They have robes on. But Adam and Eve are naked. They have no, they've seen God wearing clothes. Every other being they have seen have clothes. But them themselves, they are naked. And they were like, nothing. what's wrong with that? The devil saw them and he said, what kind of beings are these? That they are seeing nakedness, but it's not doing anything to them. Nor do they have a, a, a conscience that is messed up. I shall wish somebody will catch this, what I'm saying here. How is it possible that they're in the presence of God? They are naked. They are naked. And they are not ashamed. 
Have you ever gone, okay, an example is this. Have you ever gone somewhere where everybody is wearing suits and you wore, uh, and you wore sweatpants and a t-shirt? You feel very out of place. In fact, you remove yourself. It's like, eh, I dressed the wrong. I should probably leave. But Adam and Eve did not have what? A conscience that was corrupted. Even though they were in a corrupted world. Because when they came into the world, the world was already fallen. But sin had no access to them because they had no consciousness that allowed the sin to play with them. Let me tell you what sin is. Sin dominates a person that has a conscience that is corrupted. Wow. I'll say it again. Sin dominates one that has a corrupted conscience. Maybe I should say it one more time. Sin corrupts. It distorts the image of those who are still plagued by a consciousness that is corrupt. Let me tell you the truth. Jesus was not saying, go and sin no more because it was impossible. It is very possible to be without sin and blameless. Never buy into this narrative because everybody else sins, it means you also are a sinner. A sinner is somebody that has a... Okay, let me give you an example. When a child does anything wrong because they are a child we say oh they are angel they are angels they are innocent they don't know what they are doing so meaning we judge them based on their consciousness we know because they are young their conscious does not allow them to digest things the way we digest you could you could you could take your child and and bathe them and even shower with them but you can't shower with your child when they are 15, and let's say 20 years old. You're in the shower with them. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because now, you know, everybody has their shame. They, they, he knows like, okay, this is nakedness and uh, I can't see my, nah, dad, I'm not. You get what I'm saying? It's because now they have developed and they have become their own person. Their ability and their consciousness and their con consciousness and their conscious yeah. are both awake. They are both aware and their moral obligation or their moral thinking is also active. Right. So there are certain things they can't do anymore, not because it's bad, because their conscious will not allow them to do it. So, if I declare the word of God, I believe the word of God, but I think I am not worthy to receive the blessing of God, the faith would not work because my conscience is corrupted. So many people have missed the voice of God, have missed the opportunity of God because their conscience is corrupted. If right now you are given a business deal, somebody calls you and tells you, uh, uh, um, I have a, a deal for you and this person is not a Christian, but they have brought you a proposal that is going to bless you financially. A lot of Christians will turn it down. They will say, let me pray about it. Mm -hmm. 
yet they don't understand the principle that says the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. How are we going to get the wealth of the rich of, of the of, of the wicked if we don't deal with them? When your consciousness is clear, the anointing flows freely. When the Lord Jesus, a prostitute came and laid at his feet, began to weep and, and, and she was wiping uh, uh, her tears with the hair. Everybody else, the, the one who invited Jesus who was a priest, he said, this man cannot be a man of God, he cannot be really a prophet. How can he let this kind of woman touch him? When your conscience is clear, even if somebody is unclean, they touch you because of your clear conscience it purifies them also. Right. Wow. Your, your, your consciousness, because of your clear conscience, even they will be purified. When you have a corrupted conscience, you know the Bible says, they shall drink deadly things and nothing shall happen to them. It's because their conscience is clear. Mm. Oh, wow. They're serving God. They don't think anything is going to catch them. Yeah. They are focused on what God wants them to do. Yeah. They are not worried about anything that anybody can do to them. If they feel led to touch something, they will touch it. If they feel led to do this, they will do it because they know they are sent of God. They know nothing can ever corrupt what God has given them. They know that they are sent into the world and they will meet a lot of people that are, are lost and this and that, but they have nothing to defile them because they understand it is not what goes into man that defiles man, but it's what comes out of man. So they are conscious of what is going on inside of them. They are not moved by what other people are doing. But a Christian who has a corrupted conscience, oh, why are you going there? Yeah. Oh, you, you are dressing like the world. What is dressing? Okay, tell me one cloth that somebody wears in the world that is not from the world. Is the cloth you are wearing, was it designed by a Christian praying in tongues? Sewing, rikasho, sabradia, lekoramande, zabradian, nothing. Dress like a Christian. What is dressing like a Christian? Those are people that their consciousness is corrupted. They don't look at somebody through the eyes of Christ. They look at somebody and they see them through the eyes of the flesh. <laughs> One person wrote me and said, uh, why are you preaching that God can bless people? We are not saved so that people can be blessed and stuff like that. I, I gave them my first. Christ was made poor so that through his poverty we may be made rich. He said, no, you, you got the whole thing wrong. He meant so that we may be rich in grace. Huh? How can I be rich in something I cannot earn? Grace is a gift. There's nothing that he's saying, and he was made poor so that through his poverty we may be rich. Not rich in grace. Riches has nothing to do with grace. How, can you how does that make sense? That Jesus is saying, I lived a poor life so that you may be well off. You're saying, no, he's saying spiritually. <laughs> In heaven, who is rich? Everybody's. <laughs> you see how we think? It's because you think it is wrong to have much. 
is because people's consciousness is corrupted. How can you pray to a God who is willing to give you something, but in your back of your mind you think it is wrong to receive it? How can God give you anything? I, I don't know if somebody is, ca- is catching this. So what we keep doing is we keep, we keep acting like we, we, we keep trying to control this great God that cannot be controlled by what anybody is doing. The Bible says God commended his love towards us while we were still sinners. So God is going to love me the same regardless. It is me to work, to walk like him, to make sure that I carry his mind. Jesus had no consciousness that made him see eating with those who are sinners to be wrong. Because he came for them. So in his mind, he'd rather be with them because he wants to save them than be with people who are holy. So some people now looked at him because they've lived their life. I have to be away from sinners so that I keep my purity. (laughs) It means you're not pure. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? If I end up becoming corrupted because of who I said hi to, then I'm not really clean. I don't know if somebody's catching me. Because I saw somebody dressed funny, I'm no longer clean. Uh, it will make me do something. It means I'm not really changed from inside. Because what is coming out of me is wrong. What I see should not make me corrupt, be corrupted. It's my reaction from inside is what destroys me. So faith fails when your consciousness is wrong. You are praying, Lord, raise this person from the dead. But you are like, hey, but they've been dead so long. Is this even possible? Raka, according to the word, but inside of you, there is another voice. I'm praying for sick people. What if the demon retaliates and beats me? How can you have the power to cast out devils, but you're afraid of them coming back to you? Wouldn't you deal with them the same way that you are casting them out, even if they were to come back to you? You know, I don't believe in retaliating spirits. I don't believe in, I don't, I don't believe in that at all. Where did you see Jesus having retaliating spirits? Where did you see the apostles have retaliating spirit? The only time demons have power to come and attack you back is because you are not assigned to deal with them anyway. So, so many people deal with God and to this, in, in this, uh, uh, so purity is all in your mind. Purity begins with your consciousness. Let me explain it. Let me explain it to you. Let me, let me make it super simple. You know a Christian does not sin as far as God is concerned. A Christian makes mistakes, but he does not sin. Because the Bible says, he that continues to sin does not know Christ. Because somebody who sins 
is condemned. The Bible says, for there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. It's because you make mistakes, you don't sin. You miss the mark. You fall short of the glory of God. Notice what this said. This is what people miss. He said, for we have all fallen short of the glory of God. So if the glory of God's maximum potential is here, and I am below that, I have fallen short. But guess what? I am still in the glory. I am not out of it. (laughs) It's a measurement. I have fallen short. It's like this month, I was supposed to make 10,000, but I made 8,000. I have fallen short of 10,000. That doesn't mean that I don't have thousands. Somebody's not catching what I just said. We're catching. That's good. It doesn't mean you're out. Because if God was measuring how, he was going to deal with people based on what you can do. Nobody's making heaven. Zero. That is why the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18 verse 1, unless, verse, two, verse 2, unless you be converted and be like a child, What is a child? One of the elements of a child is a clear conscience. Hmm. I wish somebody could catch this. There are people that should have been way farther in their walk with God. But you are staying behind because you are depending on you. You have not changed your thinking. You have not cleared your conscience. Let me tell you why a lot of people miss the voice of God. When you don't have a clear conscience, the voice of God, the natural ability to react on things based on God's word will not be in you. Because there are certain decisions you will not have time to pray. You will have to react. So if your conscience is corrupted, let me give you a scripture. Let me give you a scripture. Quickly. Go to uh, um, Acts 24, 16. exercise myself mm-hmm. to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Read it one more time. And herein do I exercise myself. Mm-hmm. He exercises himself. To have always. To have always. Not sometimes. Always. A uh-huh. conscience void of offense. Void of offense. What does it mean to be void of offense? I don't think wrong of people when I see people. I don't assume things about people when I see people. I see people through the eyes of love of Christ. What does God want in their life? Oh, what great potential they have in Christ. Oh, the impossible, the great potentials they can reach to. Always toward toward God and man. How can you have a clear conscience towards God? Oh, God can do anything. God is more powerful than my sin. Do you know there's a verse I love. It says, even if my heart condemns me, God is greater than my heart. That is one of my favorite verses. Can you find it? 
Because God is not dealing with me based on me. God's conscience is always clear. Listen to what God was telling the children of Israel. He said, I am sending you to Babylon. For I know the plans that I have for you. They are to give you a hope <laughs> and, a, and a future. So you are thinking that you are about to be destroyed, but this is not meant to destroy you. I have a plan that will give you a hope and an expected end. Why is God doing that? Because everything that God does, he does it off a clear conscience. I have it. Yes. I'll just start from 19. Uh-huh. So it's 1 John 3, uh-huh. uh, 19 and 20. Yes. And hereby we know that we are of the truth Uh and shall assure our hearts before him. We shall assure our hearts. How can you assure your heart? It means that there's no truth. But you're assuring yourself that I am of the truth. Not saying I am the truth. I am of the truth. Meaning I belong to the truth. If Jesus says I am blameless, I believe I am blameless. It has nothing to do with me. assuring yourself I am everything God says I am you see Christians like to say I have this is my Bible I have what he says I have I am what he says I am (laughs) they make all these declarations but they don't believe it (laughs) they don't (laughs) a lot of people don't let me ask you a question how did Cain hear the voice of God after killing his brother Abel? Why didn't he have a corrupted conscience? Why did, how did God speak to a murderer? How did God speak to kings of Egypt, of Babylon, who are not even Christians, they didn't even have the Holy Ghost? How was God able to talk to them? You, you are full of the Holy Spirit. You've never even heard the voice of God once. You've never seen an angel. You've never had an encounter. You're saying I'm waiting on God. No, it's your consciousness that is wrong. It's preventing God from visiting you. Because you don't believe it is your right. You don't believe that Jesus made it possible. You are still trying to earn a way to receive from God. Instead of simply believing, clearing your conscience, you know what? Jesus did it all. I am a new creation. If my flesh is doing something, listen to what <laughs> Paul said something. He said, he said this, he said, it is not me that I'm sinning, it's my flesh. <laughs> that statement is deep. That statement is deep. He said, I crucify my flesh every day, meaning he is not his flesh. Aish. Ah, <laughs> uh, somebody didn't catch what I'm saying. YouTube, are you there? Can you clear this for me, please? <laughs> I crucify my flesh daily. I am not my flesh. <laughs> uh-huh, read. Uh-huh. Uh, verse 20. Yes. For if our heart condemns us, mm-hmm. God is greater than our heart. And knoweth all things. Ah, ah. Read it. Read both verses again. I'll read also 21. Uh, okay. So Go for from it. verse 19. Uh-huh. First John 3 from mm-hmm. verse 19 to 21. Uh-huh. And hereby uh-huh. we know that we are of the truth. Mm-hmm. And shall assure our hearts before him. Meaning your sh- heart is not sure. <laughs> you need to assure it. Continue. 
For if our heart condemn us, uh-huh. God is greater than our heart uh-huh. and knoweth all things. Uh-huh. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Mm. <laughs> Read that line. <laughs> Listen, the word of God is extra sweet. This word, this word of God. Ah, Lord, we thank you for your word. Amen. Ah, 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 we thank God for his word. This word is too much. Read, verse, read that last verse again. It's too much. Beloved, this is verse 21. Uh-huh. If our heart condemn us not, yes. then have we confidence toward God. So your confidence towards God is lacking because you are condemning yourself. Remember I said this earlier. Mm-hmm. Aish. Let me give you another verse. That's one of my favorite verses in the world. Second mm. <laughs> Timothy chapter one, verse three. Second Timothy mm. chapter one, verse three. Amen. Second Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 3. Mm-hmm. I thank God, mm-hmm. whom I serve from my forefathers mm. with pure conscience, mm. that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. One more time. I thank God, mm-hmm. whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. First Peter chapter three verse sixteen. First Peter three verse sixteen. Having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you, mm-hmm. as of evil doers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. One more time. Having a good conscience, Mm -hmm. that whereas they speak evil of you. So it doesn't matter. You see, a lot of Christians look for validation. Mm -hmm. Somebody wrote me yesterday, said, "Ah, you're teaching a Christ that cannot save. You need need to to, to step down. (laughs) 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 I asked him a question. I said, how many people have you brought to Jesus? They could not answer. This is why when your, your conscience is clear, it doesn't matter who is slandering against you. It doesn't matter what anybody is saying to you. Because your clear, your clear conscience will put people to shame. Because you will always bear results. Haven't you ever noticed people who always try to act like they know or they can do, they never have any single manifestation of God. Uh, this one is deep. It says, falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. <laughs> the Bible is dangerous. <laughs> Let me give you one more. And then, and then uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll stop for today. Acts chapter 23 verse 1. One to two, maybe, if you want. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Acts 23, verse 1 to 2. Mm -hmm. And Paul, mm -hmm. earnestly beholding the council, said, mm -hmm. Men and brethren, mm -hmm. I have lived in all good conscience before God mm -hmm. until this day. Mm -hmm. And the high priest Ananias commanded them mm -hmm. that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Mm -hmm. Continue. Then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee, mm. thou witted war, for sittest thou to judge me after the law, and commandest me to be smit smitten contrary to the law. And they stood by, said, Revelest thou God's high priest? Mm -hmm. Then said Paul, I wist not, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. Mm -hmm. But when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees mm -hmm. and the other Pharisees, mm -hmm. he cried out in the council, mm -hmm. Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, mm -hmm. of the hope and resurrection of the dead I mm -hmm. am called in question. Notice what he's saying. Notice what he's saying. He's saying in front of people, all my life I've kept a clear conscience. They smacked him. <laughs> Because they were like, blasphemy. <laughs> Listen to me, children of God. When your conscience becomes clear before God, it doesn't matter what people are saying. Live your best life in God. Believe for the best things before God. Tomorrow I'll teach you. Today this is just an introduction. But tomorrow I'll teach you how to change your conscience. Amen. Amen. Some of you, the voice of your consciousness is always leading you the wrong way. Because it needs to be recalibrated. It needs to be sanctified by the Spirit of God. And it needs to be retuned. So... I, I'm going to come back tomorrow and teach you concerning how you can retune it. But today I want you to do this. Work on having a clear conscience. Yes. I was going to say something I, I noticed. Mm -hmm. Paul is saying all his life he's lived with a clear conscience. We know he's not lived all his life like that. But he knows that even when he was persecuting Christians, it was good. Because Christ still loved him. He is not where he used to be, but even that was good. Because without that, he's not working with Jesus. <laughs> All his life. <laughs> the Bible, ah, spiritual things. That is why it's wrong to say, I used to be a thief. I used to be, ah, ah. Your conscience is still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All my life I've walked with the Lord. Not I've been walking with the Lord for the past five years. <laughs> because you are where you are because the Lord has been carrying you since then. But you are just seeing where you think you decided. Your conscience is still not clear. You think it's about you, it's not about him. Hi. Let me finish by saying this. Today when you, when you pray, some of, I know in America here we are at night. I want you to take time, go before God and tell the Lord, Father, help me to have a clear conscience. 
I want to believe everything that you have said in your word. And I believe it to be true. Help me to believe and accept what is in your word the way it is. Not the way I have been told, not by the doctrines of people, but the doctrine of your spirit. When you start developing this prayer, something will shift in you and it will di direct you a different way. Amen. Tomorrow I'll come back with part two and help you to develop it even further and how it supports your faith when you pray. Uh, this is Prophet Lovi, all who are giving. God bless you. May God increase you. I love you. Shalom, shalom. Sleep well. Good day. And God bless you. And I will see you tomorrow. God bless. I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going. Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart, this one. Oh, what do you do? <laughs> Stand up, come. In the realms of the spirit, when you were carrying him, there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit. It was a difficult pregnancy yeah. to carry him. Yeah. To the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point. Yeah. Because I remember, I am seeing it in the realms of the spirit. When you're about four months going to five months, yeah. I saw you bleeding that yeah. you thought that you actually lost him. Yes, yes. Professor. So I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.